Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome. This is episode 21 of Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. The episode is called, Can You Hear Yourself Through the Noise? In this episode, continuing on the themes of his new book, Hear Yourself, Prem Rawat answers audience questions from Spanish TV personality Anne Igatiburu. For more information, go to premrawat.com. Don't forget, this podcast is brought to you thanks to Udo's Oil, made with your health in mind. www.udoschoice.com or check out www.theudo.com. And if you've got any questions for Prem Rawat about his new book or the Life Essentials podcast, we're all ears. Drop us an email, lifesessentialswithpremrawat at gmail. Thank you, Prem Rabat, for being here today. Thank you. Uh, everybody's so excited about you being here. You saw, you saw that. You saw that. Thank you. Uh, very, it's a very cozy little hall, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we can see each other people. very well, so it's nice. <laughs> Last time it was in Caja Magica, it was like, 2,000 people or more, yes. maybe? Yeah. Más de dos mil y pico personas en la caja maquia. Today we're like more cozy. It's more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we are with Escúchate. Huh? I just said it was the third edition already. Yes. La tercera edición ya. And everybody was so happy about that. Yes. Yeah. Qué bueno, qué bueno. So um, after, after that, um, uh, cuando el desierto florece... Tengo que hacer las preguntas en español, ¿verdad? Sí, ¿no? Ah, de repente. Sí, 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 sí. Tengo que hacer las preguntas en español, ¿verdad? Claro. Bueno, yo, yo estoy aquí para, para, para preguntarle en español, pero la pregunta era sobre todo después de cuando el desierto florece, eh, llega, escúchate. I was saying maybe como un paso adelante, one step ahead on this, on this writing and, show, and showing yourself to the world, right? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a different approach, totally different approach. The, uh, when the desert blooms or the splitting the arrow, which is different versions of that same book. That was much more story-based and very, very simple read. Just, just a, you know, if you just want to pick it up and read and enjoy. Well, this is something that was brewing for many, many years. I mean, decades. And it was like, I went through a whole journey with it because it was like, no, I don't need to write a book. And then it was like, no, maybe the time is right to have this book. And it took two years working on it diligently to make this happen. And it was, uh, the whole intent was not only to take the wisdom that I had gathered, traveling, talking to people, since I was very young, but also to bring about just my perspectives of what I had gained. Um, because you gain a lot when you do talk to people, even through, the, even through the questions. It's like, oh, wow, you know, here's a person who looks at his life this way. I might look at it this way, but he looks at it this way. And so, because we have different ideas of how everything should be. Every one of us. And we have the idea that, you know, if you're back, brought up in a certain background, certain religion, this is what, how everything should be. If you're brought up in a different one, then this is how everything should be. But we're all on the same boat. We forget it's only one boat. <laughs> And it's not that big of a boat that we're on. 
and we're traveling. And we may be facing different directions on the boat. And so some people are going, no, no, a boat goes forward in a very different way because they're, they're sitting in the back facing backwards. And then there are some in the front and some on the sides and some, you know, have got their eyes closed. Mostly politically, you know, yeah. uh, inclined and yeah. <laughs> like that. But, uh, uh, and, and don't want to see anything, you know. But, but we're all on the same boat. And ultimately, wherever this boat ends up, lands, that's where we're all going to end up. So, at the end of the day, what is it that you want that is different than me? And the reality is, there isn't. But you want ultimately what you want. It's if you strip it, strip it, strip it, what you want is what I want and what everybody else wants. We can give it different names, we can give it different ideas, we can give it different flavors. It's just like eating food, you know. The Italians, I'm going to be going to Italy, so it's a big thing, pizza, pizza. But what is it? It's bread and some vegetables. You know, and you could put some cheese on top and make some different flavorings. Then you can be in Denmark, you can have an open-faced sandwich. You know, it's not called a pizza. It's called an open-faced sandwich. A different dough. But comes from wheat, rye, this, that, at the end of the day. And why are you eating it? Because you're hungry. When are you going to stop eating it? When you're full. <laughs> It's not like you're going to keep stuffing your face, whether it's pizza or Indian food or whatever it is. And so we get, we get so, ch we challenge ourselves with everything else, you know. And what I have really tried to do in this book is to, to do just to focus of, of those important things in, in, in life that, that mean so much to us, that are common to all of us. I was saying before, um, once you open the book, any, any part, it's like finding answers, right? And I was wondering, um, if you listened to yourself while you were writing the book, what did you hear? ¿Qué escuchabas cuando escribías el libro? Well, uh, <laughs> I had to actually sit down and read that book quite a few times. And it always would start off with like, oh my God, I'm really busy, but I have to do this. And then I would start getting into it, and I would see that something was transforming inside of me. And what was transforming inside of me was the priority, which I forget. Because to me, it's like, oh, I have to go there, I have to make a schedule, and that's priority too, and that's a priority too, and that's a priority too. But then there are other priorities that are so basic to just being alive. Yeah. And I forget those. You know, my, my child or my grandson might want to come to my office and it's like, I'm busy right now. You know. And it's like, not really. You know, come on in. Come, you think about it, come on in. Come, 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 come. You put away, you put aside all of that other stuff. And, and so I found myself many, many times really changing. It's like, no, the, truly, that the important things in life are those things that you may not think are important. Just because you don't think they're important, you don't see them as important, but they're still important. And they're more important than you realize. And when it comes to that one equation of my happiness, I just want to be happy. A lot of people think that means you're selfish. Why should you be happy? You should think about other people being happy, not you being happy. But I always, I'm a pilot, so I always remember one thing. When you have a depressurization in an aircraft and you have to put the oxygen mask, so you may have a child next to you, your very favorite child, your most precious child, 
And I wish they would say, first put the oxygen masks on the child. No, you have to but they it. don't say that. So, you know, mm -hmm. First put it on you. Because if you are conscious, you could help that child. If you're not conscious, then the child is done for, for real. So are you, but so is the child. So, in the same way, if we want to help the world be happy, that happiness has to begin with us. Mm -hmm. And if, if we are not happy, how are we going to make somebody else happy? You know, and, and I look at so many times, what kind of people do we like? You know, what kind of people do we like? We like people who are easygoing. Yeah, that makes you know? life easy. Yeah, who are helpful, who are, who are happy, who are, who are kind, who are considerate. We like them. We don't actually like people who start off with slapping us. Unless there's something really wrong with us. <laughs> you know, tear our shirt apart, slap us, you know, gouge our eyes out, pull our hair and go, how are you today? Yeah. We don't really like them, you know. And, and, and um, when you look at that story, it comes on every Christmas. Here we are in uh, February, but around December they usually play it on television. And it is the Scrooge, you know, and he just hoards everything and he's very mean. And then when he realizes, he goes through this journey and whatever he realizes, he becomes generous. This is, this is the quality of it, you know, and that, that's who we become. That's, that's what we like. You talk a lot with metaphors. Utiliza mucho las metáforas, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that oxygen mask that you put yourself to be yourself first well and then help others, what would it come in? What would it should come inside that mask so you feel better? ¿Qué, ¿Qué entraría por esa máscara de oxígeno, verdad? Para poder estar nosotros bien. Well, actually, that's a very interesting question because in that moment, due to the lack of pressure, mm -hmm. because you're at a very high altitude, your parts per million of oxygen content has dropped because of the pressure. Oxygen is still there, but it's, it's spread out and yeah. it needs to be pressurized. And what should come out of that oxygen mask is exactly one thing that you really need in that moment. Breathe. Oxygen. Yeah. You need oxygen. And that's exactly what should come out. What you need the most is what should come out. And in the metaphor, in life, when we put on that oxygen mask of life, <laughs> in life, what should come out? That breath. That breath that comes and fills us and gives us the gift of being alive. Because that's what's happening. And more I think, and, and this is something I'm now gathering up for the next book, you know, and exactly what constitutes the future and the past. Because when, and here's one of those analogies that I'm going to give in the new book, is when I was born, I was born right around four o'clock in the morning on December 10th. Um, at 4.30, I had been around in this world for half an hour, at 4.30 a.m. I had a very short past. I had a very long future. I didn't know about my past. I had no idea what just happened. And I had no idea about my future. And I had no idea that all these hidden joys were there and all these hidden pains were there. And I'm going to have to go through each one. And as much as I'm going to try not to want to go through the pain, I'm still going to have to go through it. And yet what happened in that last half an hour 
what happened in that last half an hour was the most incredible thing that has ever happened to me or to you for that matter. There you were floating around in your mother's womb and your head finally locked in place. And now the process began of you wanting to emerge. Hormones, chemical reactions were triggered. My entire head was made pliable so I could squeeze through the birth canal. I had to rotate my head. I had to exercise a muscle, muscle that I had. And if you take a look at little babies and you push on their legs, on the bottom of their feet, they push back. It's a, it's, a, it's a natural reaction. And I had that. And I pushed. I wanted to get out. Why I'm doing this, I don't know. Of course, somebody can tell me now you wanted to get out. But at that moment, I didn't know I wanted to get out. But I wanted to get out. And I did this. And I, I came out. And I was attached to my mother through this placenta cord. And she was breathing for me. I couldn't breathe. She was supplying oxygen-rich blood with nutrients and everything that I needed. And I would have to make the biggest jump. And this jump that I would have to make from being attached to my mother to being independent is nothing short of jumping across 18 Grand Canyons at the same time. I went from one world and I emerged in a totally different world. Each one of you. I think that's a fascinating subject for at least one chapter about your future and your past. Because you are stuck in this moment called now. And this now, every time it touches you, takes a little bit of that future and converts it into the past. And you scoot along. And you're going. And we're all headed the same place. Two walls. One wall we came out of and one wall we're going to disappear into. And nobody knows what what's on the other side. People love to speculate. But nobody can say for sure what's on the other side. In between those two walls is your life, is your existence. It's your story. It's you. It's you. Really you. And are you writing your own story? Who's writing this story? Social media? <laughs> Who's writing this story? Your parents? Who's writing your story? Your friends? Who's writing your story? You, you better be writing your story. You better be writing your story. Because if you're not writing your story, you're short-selling yourself. You are not letting the reason why you are here be fulfilled. You're not letting, you're not paying the tribute to life like you should be paying it. So that's that, I mean, that to me, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's what it is. Love football? Can't wait for the season to hit its stride? Salivate over Super Sunday. Well, this podcast is probably not for you. 
If, however, you're tired of the hype, but part of you still loves the game, you could try the famous sloping pitch from Great Big Owl. With Chris England, Nick Hancock and guests, the famous sloping pitch. It's a podcast about football, not market traders. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I'm thinking the relation between past, that it's like making us sad, future making us anxious and present. It's full of questions every time, all the moment questioning. And you say here in the book, yeah. Yeah. we're asking ourselves when, how, where, who yeah. with. Estamos todo el rato preguntándonos al presente, ¿no? And there's a moment when you say, if we stop questioning, maybe the answers will come, and maybe we don't even need to question. Igual no necesitamos preguntarnos tanto, ¿no? Yeah. En este presente. It's exactly right. Well, why do we have to sit there and question? We question because we're afraid. So you live your life with fear? From fear? Is that what your future is going to be forged from? Fear? Is that what past has taught you? Fear? Because as past has taught you fear, then you haven't learned anything from the past. If you have seen only bad things happen in your past, then you weren't paying attention to all the good things that happened. And there was a lot of good things. There were so many good things. There were so many times you laughed. There were so many times you smiled. There were so many times you actually felt good. There were so many times. But you just didn't pay attention to them. What you paid attention to was every time when situation was horrible, when you were challenged, When you were slapped across the face, you went, ha, 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 yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. But not those times when you just took that piece of food and you were hungry and you put it in your mouth and your mouth exploded with flavors and the umami and the smell of the food that started your mouth watering Those times, you don't remember those too many of those, do you? But there were a lot of them, a lot. And, 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 and this, is, this is what happens. You know, and we look for, sometimes we get so lost, we look for, you know, what are the answers in life? You don't have to try to find answers in life. Just look at it in its honesty, look at it in its reality. Not, don't compare your life by your dreams. You do. You sit there and you allow everybody to influence you. You pick up a magazine, of course it influences you. I was watching a show and there was this lady. She was older now, but she used to be young, I guess, when she was in her 70s, 70s. Uh, late, early 60s, or late 60s, early 70s. 
and uh, they started the um, advertisement for water. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it was a cool thing to have a bottle of water. <laughs> and if you could drink from that bottle of water, it was cool. It was modern, it was cool, it was wonderful. Even though the water was from your tap, but it wasn't cool to drink from your tap. Have you actually read the label on most of the waters? They're not from any spring, it just says from the municipal <laughs> water supply, purified. <laughs> it's purified water. But so cool. They didn't, they didn't need to sell you water. They needed to sell you coolness. And they sold you coolness. And everything. You realize there is one company, I won't say their name. But you know which one it is. It is one of the largest companies in the world, biggest companies in the world. And they make this product. They make a bunch of products. And not one of those products do you need. Not one. They don't make one product that you need. But they make every product that you want. And most people don't know the difference between want and need, and we fall trapped to it. We are human. We are human beings. And human beings have not been on the face of this earth for that long. That's the reality. We actually, we think we have changed, but we haven't. And this is what's very interesting. We think we have changed. This is what everybody keeps telling us. Oh, this generation. And we buy it, we eat it, we swallow it. This generation, that generation, that generation. But we actually haven't changed. You know, you take a person, and maybe they were born in the 50s. And you tell them, your mother died. They'll start crying. They'll be sad. They'll be sorry. You tell that to somebody who was born in the 60s. Your mother died. They'll be sad. They'll be sorry. 70s. They'll be sad, so they'll be sorry. I mean, you can go down to the 90s and, you know, whatever, and they are, you know, holding their phone, their head, head is buried in it, and so on, and you say, your mother died. Really? We still feel pain. We still feel anger. We still feel desperation. And we still need love. These things have not changed. How we try to derive, that is one of the famous stories of, you know, trying to do it better than the last generation. We can get to love better this way. We can get love better this way. You know, when I first came to England, uh, I had been in India, and one thing that I saw were people kissing. I had never seen that. That doesn't and mean in India people don't love each other, but maybe they don't. India has the world's second largest population. That's right. So they kiss each other. <laughs> you know, but it was not something that you saw them doing on the street. And, and you know, for a uh, 13-year-old boy seeing two people kissing and in those days they had long hair, both of them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you don't know what, what really was going on in this secrecy. Um, so people have been trying to love. They, loved, they wanted to love them. They wanted to and, and they were doing it purposely on the street because that was also a no-no. You know, in the West. Yeah. Uh, don't have long hair. 
that we're going to have long hair. Don't have short hair. We're going to have long hair. I mean, and somehow we find an expression in that. If we do that, if we go against the thread of the society, we will have gained something. That just keeps on happening again and again and again and again and again. And uh, we lose in, in this whole fog, we lose our true identity of who we are as a human being. And we don't even build on it. We do nothing to try to say, okay, these are my roots, this is who I am, this is what defines me, this is what future means to me, this is my past, this is my present, and these are my needs. And so we become totally lost in wants. I want that, I want that, I want that. And then we start defining our dreams. Our dreams are made up of all the list of all the things that we want. Not that we need, but we want. And then we judge ourselves. That gives us a nice scale. Have you fulfilled all your dreams? You never will. Because the obsolescence is built into these products by this company that I'm not going to say which one it is. <laughs> How? How? They will stop upgrading your phone. Now, mind you, I didn't say iPhone. I said phone. <laughs> and by that, by when they stop supporting that product, your product will actually start becoming obsolete. And that obsolescence is built into it. Twenty years ago, you would never buy a car that would stop working after a few years. You wanted a car that lasts a long, long time. And that was the reputation. Some of the cars had that reputation. It was like, buy this car and it'll last you long, long time. Now, it's different. This car will die way before you expect it to die. <laughs> and it'll be finished. This is the world we live in. And this is what's happening right in front of our noses. And where is it going to stop? How important is it? For every human being on the face of this earth to experience themselves, to know themselves, and to understand what peace is. To be actively engaged. To be actively engaged in their future in their own future, forging, forging peace in their lives. If they are looking for a kinder world, to, to have a world that is kinder, that they make, that they contribute, they attribute those things, bring in those things that will allow this world to be kinder. That's not what it's about. And that's, that's wrong. Because we are all responsible for the world of tomorrow. All those who even say, I, I, I don't know what I can do for the world of tomorrow. Then you never found out what you could do for the world of tomorrow. And that the story of tomorrow always, always will begin with you, not with anyone else. You made an effort. You made an attempt to make a kinder world around you. Then you did something. Maybe you started with your family. 
Maybe you started with your friends. Maybe you started with somebody you love. It all sounds good, I know. It'll all end by the time you leave the doors. <laughs> what is it? Do you, do you really have to find faults in everyone? What, what happened to this empathy? I'm not talking about sympathy. That's too, much, too, that's too much to ask for. I'm just talking about empathy, just to understand the other person's viewpoint. But that's, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, I have like 10 more minutes to go and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I was thinking, so what's the point? ¿Dónde está la clave? Where's the key? So we can change our preferences and think of really put apart, the, put apart those fears, poner a un lado esos miedos, no? And go ahead, go ahead with this happiness and this joy that will bring us uh, the power to give it around. ¿Cómo se hace esto, no? Porque cómo se dejan los miedos a un lado y se coge la fuerza suficiente para expandir esa alegría, no? How do you do that? What's the key? What's the point of that? Well, do you see yourself in the mirror? Have you seen yourself in the mirror? What do you see? No, truly, what do you see? You see your face, you see your eyes, you see your ears, nose. If you're smiling, you see your teeth. Stick your tongue out, you see your tongue. Right? There's another kind of mirror. And that mirror is in you. And it doesn't show you your eyes. And it doesn't show you your ears. And it doesn't show you your nose. And it doesn't show you your imperfections. But it shows you something else. It shows you the courage that you have. It shows you the joy that you have. It shows you not what you don't have, but what you do have. And that's the mirror that Socrates talks about, know thyself. Look in that mirror and you will see the key that you are already, that you have everything that you need to make the kinder world, the change of preferences. There's already a set of pre-written preferences for you to be. But unfortunately, you see, it's called, you just get to be human. If your heart is full of love, guess what? You just get to be human. And if you have understood your future, your past, your present, um, you just get to be human. And the problem is, you don't have much respect for humans. Do you? I'm 62 years old, I'm gonna say it as it is. I, I don't have to be diplomatic at this age. <laughs> I've been diplomatic all my whole life, I've been diplomatic, but I'm just going to say it. You rather be some hero. And what I have found is the human is the biggest hero there is.
the most powerful that there is. Now, of course, I was born in India. And in India, they, in the Hindu religion, every time God wants to come down to earth, he doesn't get to come in his divine form. Mm -mm. Not allowed. God has to come as a human. So just imagine how powerful a human must be that the divine who could take any form the divine wanted has to, has to, must take the form of a human to come to I'm just telling you as I see it, right? That's how I see it. You look at any religion, you look at any religion, physical manifestation, there's as a human. There are so many people who believe in Buddha, follow Buddha, How human was Buddha? He used to beg. With his bowl he would go. Be person to person and beg for some food. Second largest population. India. Krishna. comes in a human form. Ram comes in a human form. But we have somehow decided merely being human is not important. When I think it's the other way around. It's so incredibly important. You wouldn't believe it. And here we are, human beings. We rather entertain each other by playing chicken. Pretending to be chicken, pretending to be giraffe, pretending to be donkey, pretending to be a horse, pretending to be a, you know, something else other than human. And even the way our governments are set up. If you are just a human, just a normal human being, there's no tax exemption for you. You have to pay your taxes, all of them. Now, if you're a business, if you're married, if you, but if you're just a normal, simple human being, you're nobody. <laughs> so, um, I know you're already thinking about a new book. Ya estás preparando el siguiente libro. And uh, you're writing notes there. Mm -hmm. So would you please tell us what it's going to be about, more or less? And anticipate oh. some. I would love to sit down with you again in that book and say, okay, this is what this book is about. <laughs> <laughs> this one, um, I think it's a big learning for every, uh, all of us, but I know it's been a big learning for you too. You told me, mm -hmm. you changed your preferences and you yes. learned a lot about yourself. Yeah. But it's got to be a very brave decision to dare to write it down and share it with all the world. It's got to be brave and honest. No, I just, it has to be, it had to be done. Because, um, like I said, like all of us, I am on that boat too and I'm headed for that other yeah. wall and I'm not going to last that long, yeah. you know, I'm moving towards that wall. And I have 
my life started uh, with this when I was four years old. And it was the most amazing time. It was the most amazing time. I remember um, going to one of these uh, events with my father and I would sleep, we would sleep outside on, a, on this uh, top, on the roof. And to get up in the morning and you open your eyes and you look at just this most amazing sky. It would be dark blue on one side and pink as the sun was not up yet, but it was just coming. And the coolness, it was summertime, the coolness in the morning. And it was just perfect. It was just perfect. And then pretty soon after that, the music would begin. And it was no other than Bismillah Khan, who was, who, oh well, he was. Uh, he's passed on since that. But uh, a, a national treasure of India, a Shanai player. But at that time, you could hire him. You could rent him. He was, he was you know, uh, hi-fi, Wi-Fi didn't exist at that time. The only thing was kind of radio and a few albums. And not too many people heard those things. And it has been an incredible journey in my life. I have seen incredible pain. I have seen incredible desperation. I have worked with people in prison. When you look into their eyes, it's a different sight. Some of them are in for life. They'll never leave alive that prison. There are people who have done such hideous and heinous things, like one mother who killed her own children. And in fact, her question was to me, is there any hope for me? So, I have seen both sides of the story And somehow, it, it exists at the same time in me. And whenever I let go of just those ideas that I have of what today should be, it's a blast. It's fun. It's fun just like it was when I was young. But as soon as ideas come about today, it's no longer fun. It's, it's tedious. It's, ah, oh, I got to... It's not going my way. It's not right. It's not happening the way I imagined it. And everything becomes different. So, what have I done in this world? Well, maybe I haven't done a lot, but I tried to change the world. And I know that in um, so many prisons, that I have been to. And now we're working with homeless, we've worked with war vet veterans, that their lives have been touched. In places like Hyderabad, where, you know, 85% of the people coming back to prison, <laughs> they are released and then they commit more crime and they come back. For that to be dropped to like 2%. And so their prisons are empty now because people are listening to this message and going, I am not going back. Um, I feel that everybody has a gift. Every single person on the face of this earth is sent with a gift. Nobody is sent here. Nobody comes here without a gift. Everybody has a gift. My gift is to make a difference in people's lives. And that's what I've tried to do. And that's the courage that I needed to, to write this book. And that's the courage behind it. Uh, your, your may be to make wonderful sandwiches. Your gift may be to write something wonderful. Your gift may be to take wonderful pictures. You may... 
Your gift may be to smile at your child like nobody else can. Maybe that's your gift. But whatever your gift is, find it and run with it. That's your gift. What else are you going to do? What else can you do? <laughs> yes, your gift. That's it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about what Prem Rawat talks about, he offers a practical online course called Peak to help you understand and experience personal peace. Go to premrawat.com and click on Peak. And don't forget Prem's new book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World. It's published by HarperCollins. It's now available. For more information, head over to hearyourselfbook.com. If you've got any questions for Prem Rawat about his new book or the Life Essentials podcast, drop us an email, lifesessentialswithpremrawat at gmail.com. Be great to hear from you. That's lifesessentialswithpremrawat at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. It's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.